Hi, and welcome to the Hand in Hand Show, where caregivers and survivors have honest discussions about stroke. We are a part of Stroke Focus Podcasts. This is Cam, your host. We're going to be here today with Sue Mastalish, who is an RN, BHS, HNC, and she's the founder of Soulflower Health Consultant, a holistic health practice integrating mindfulness, wellness, reflexology, and end-of-life matters. So welcome, Sue. Thank you so much, Kim. It's a pleasure to be here. I know. I always love interviewing people with things that I don't know a lot about. But tell me uh, what Soulflower Health Consultants does. Okay, so I started Soulflower Health Consultants back in 99, and I had obtained my holistic nursing certification several years before that. And I was already having issues with disillusionment with conventional medicine. And so the whole idea behind Soulflower Health Consultants was it was my small way of offering interested individuals a space to explore what they could do for themselves. Um, to take charge of their own health and wellness. And so to be better able to individualize it and tailor it to themselves, because when we're we're paying attention to the things that um, make a difference for us, we become our own best specialists. We become our own health advocates. And so um, I opened it with the, the subtitle was Bringing Care Back to Healthcare. And at that point in time, I was offering holistic health consultations, um, herbal medicine consultations, and reflexology. And so, okay. yeah, so it was just my way to help support people to, uh, you know, help them figure out what makes them feel best. So I'm guessing that what makes this most fulfilling to you is that conventional nursing, conventional medicine doesn't always work. And some of these people that do the conventional medicine don't like to rely on any other uh, sources or or any um, uh, other practices, I guess. Yes, absolutely. That was, you know, even at at just 20 years into nursing, you know, I recognized that, like, you know, although there was little debate about the fact that you know, our medical system um, is the best system in the world at managing crisis situations, you know, things like trauma, um, heart attacks, and strokes. But what I observed was that um, it came at the cost of we hadn't developed the same competency for prevention and recovery. And so many of us have experienced the confusion um, and when we come to an end of a crisis uh, and conventional medicine has helped us, has supported us through that, and then suddenly it's like, well, now what? And so, you know, a lot of the things that come from outside of conventional medicine are ways to help us regain our wholeness towards healing. Um, and there, there are things that make us feel good. Um, and that's our best barometer as if something is good for us, if it, if it helps, if it supports us, and we feel well while we're doing it. So in integrative medicine, it is still, for a lot of people, a very new concept. What uh, would you tell them about integrative medicine? How else, for those who, who know nothing, I guess, 
what is it exactly that you do? I mean, do they come in and you do a cons cons consultation with them, but do you all then work through different things that they might be able to do, I guess, um, to help their situation? Is that what I'm kind of understanding? Yeah, so things that, like, you know, there's, there's a, like, millennia-long history of, of traditional um, medical systems, like Chinese medicine. Um, and the, they, the difference between our system, conventional medicine, Western medicine, and these other traditional systems is that um, our system focuses more on the physical aspects of the person. Um, and while these other traditional systems look at the whole person, so it, it's very a holistic approach. So looking at the, uh, not only the mind, the body, but the mind, um, and also the, um, the emotions and the spirit, um, and how that all plays out in each our own individual dynamic environments. Um, and so again, when, when we're paying attention, when we take the uh, charge of the right responsibility of for being our own health advocates, we can, we can figure out what will help support us. And in a lot of cases, so what we're talking about in integrative medicine, we're talking about um, you know, things like nutrition. Uh, we're talking about things like um, meditation, mindfulness meditation, and other forms. Uh, forms of exercise like um, Tai Chi or yoga or Qigong. Um, and things like reflexology or Reiki. And these things have all uh, gotten a lot of credibility over the last 20 years um, because we now have empirical evidence from people that these trailblazers who have, come, have been found themselves with these issues and they have trailblazed their way back to, uh, to wellness. Um, and you know, just um, figuring out as they, as they go along. And now we have a lot that we can um, build upon. This is great because I was going to ask you if Tai Chi, yoga, acupuncture, if that was all part of this because these are things that I personally have done in my recovery um, and I know the Tai Chi basically the movement because and and I've talked about this on different shows before I couldn't walk five years ago um, I still, you know, make the joke, I walk like a drunken sailor on a Friday night, but I um, still, I tried the Tai Chi especially for the movement, and I found by doing that, I, it totally, um, it, 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 it is a, one movement into another, an easy flow, plus the music and the, you know, just, it, it, it's great. And then the same with yoga. They had to make a lot of, lot of um, adaptations for me, but I would recommend it for anybody because as it went on, I got better at some things. I still wasn't at others. Um, did make those adaptations and the, the um, you know, uh, meditation parts and the, the calming and the movements. Again, that was all wonderful. And acupuncture, I can't say enough. I love that too. Um, you know, but there's all sorts of stuff that I would not quite have figured for being part of this. So that's good to know that I was already doing things or different things that maybe, you know, were part of this. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, that, you know, what you're talking about is, is a perfect case in point. Uh, for how we can we can really um, when we are paying attention and when you were talking about like Tai Chi, you know, and all those things, there is a component 
of mindfulness to all of that, right? Because you're just focused on the movement. And so when we turn our undivided attention to something, um, you know, the, uh, it, it opens up for all sorts of, of potential. Uh, for again coming back to uh, to, to wholeness and to uh, and to a, a sense of wellness. So when when people ask me about uh, integrative medicine, I usually just tell them very quickly. Well, you know, it's the best of the West and the best of the rest. And so how there's a lot of things that are considered integrative medicine that can really help support what we need to use conventional medicine for. And so you have this synergistic effect that builds on both. Um, and so again, like you know, when you're looking at the whole person and not just the physical structure, um, it, you know, it's, it's a much better outcome. Absolutely. Because like I said, I saw, different results in, in doing the Tai Chi and the yoga. I also, and, and I'm not giving medical advice to anybody, but I'm saying I also went to a chiropractor who um, had some unconventional methods of his own that weren't quite, I guess, condoned by the, the normal chiropractors, but he found with stroke patients um, this type of therapy that he was doing worked. And I saw significant results um, even there um, unfortunately at some point it comes to the cost and so I could not continue unfortunately but I, you know I encourage everybody to go out and look for different types of therapies or someone like you who can help them either find those therapies or find ones that um, might help them in their journey yes and so and that has had been my focus um, is to help people sort out, you know, like, you know I, I've dedicated, you know, um, 30 years to um, looking at different modalities and which ones were helping people um, and, and those that had the risk, benef a risk benefit factor that was clearly in the individual's favor um, and things that just made sense. You know, um, the, the whole idea about, like, how... In Western medicine, um, we've been compartmentalized. Um, our bodies have been compartmentalized. And that's why we end up with, like, we could have, a, you know, a half a dozen, a dozen doctors that we have to see uh, before. And you wonder if anybody has the whole picture. And, and that's just the physical aspect. So, like, in um, traditional Chinese medicine, um, you know, the whole basis is on this network um, of, of channels through which uh, run the, the vital life source or what they refer to as the as the chi and my simple explanation my oversimplified explanation of uh, how it works is that you know the 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 chi runs through these vast network that runs through every tissue cell uh, of the body and um, and when the vital life source, the chi, is getting to all the places that it needs to in the quantity and the quality that, it, that the body needs, then you have balance, you have health. Um, and so, but there are, it, this network system, um, we're only starting to get some understanding um, in Western medicine that it might actually, um, among other things, be connected to the connective tissue that is the only uninterrupted sheath of tissue in the entire body. 
um, and it's, it runs the, every surface of the body. And so it's a communication system for the body. And, um, I, and I like to refer to it as not the internet system, but the internet system. Um, and just, okay. yes, and it's just as intricate and, um, and little understood as the internet system. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you do hear about, you know, your, your brain runs most everything, but yet they have to, everything has to talk somehow to each other to make that happen. Yes. I'm, I'm guessing, I'm, I'm kind of the simplistic type of explanation, but, you know, everything in some way has to communicate with others um, within your system. So I get that. Yeah. Well, I like the idea that you, you brought up the brain because this is another thing that really differs in a, from a, a, a larger view or a larger picture is, you know, the, the brain is an organ and it's housed in, inside the cranium. The mind exists everywhere in the body. And mm -hmm. some beliefs, like even out, a little outside of the body, you know, uh, in regard to consciousness. Mm -hmm. And that we can use our consciousness, we can use our mind to, to um, use our, to direct our brain in our best interest. Our mind can help rewire our brain for better health and for, um, for, for a better outcome. So, um, I know, I work in the medical field as a secretary and have for 30-something years, and I have worked with one physician who was very um, into holistic medicine. Mm -hmm. um, and he was one of the, well, and that was probably a good 15, 20 years ago. Um, he was kind of looked at funny. People didn't, you know, want to accept these other things. So I've, I've seen it come around a little bit. And this is exciting because I think there's a lot of people um, they were skeptical 20 years ago, but I think younger people especially are more open to this now. And I think in different things that I've read and, and seeing that you're out there, I think it's becoming more accepted. Maybe not, you know, 100% or 90%, but I really do think there's a lot more out there and that people are looking uh, past just going to their MD or DO or, or family medicine or, or whoever it is um, these days. Um, because I even see, you know, you see now midwives are becoming uh, more popular in hospitals and uh, nurse practitioners and, and different things. Um, so do you see that? Do you see that people are coming around to this more? I do. I do. Like, you know, but for my own purposes, it's been like really slow. <laughs> but it is happening. And, you know, this is the kind of thing that um, is born of and will be driven by a grassroots uh, movement. Uh, and it's people figuring out that, um, you know, there are things that they that are really, in many cases, pretty simple and accessible. Um, like mindfulness, you know, it's so, uh, you know, the, the potential for, for that alone, and it just, all it takes is cultivating the ability to, um, to, to still oneself 
and to still one's brain, <laughs> to still one's mind. Um, and so as people, you know, um, especially with what's happening in healthcare today, I mean, it's just all over the place. Uh, and people are more and more looking outside of, uh, you know, and what they can do for themselves in a cost-effective and, um, and also uh, efficacious manner. Mm -hmm. So how did you come to find the mindfulness part? Did that just, I don't even know how to ask it. How did, um, how did you come to mindfulness and know that that would um, possibly help? The stilling of the mind, the, uh, you know, moving forward, I guess, in all of this. Did you always know about this? No, I did not. No, I did not. Um, and so it was the, uh, the mid-90s, um, and I connected with, um, uh, very ser serendipitously, um, the American Holistic Nurses Association. Um, and so I started their um, certification process, and it was there that I was introduced to a lot of, then they were called alternative techniques. Um, it, it wasn't, and then it went through this phase where it was alternative, and then it was complementary, and then it became integrative. Um, so that was that was. Oh the my point. gosh! I think I know this. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So I, I this the days, Yeah. Yes. So this was in the days where it was all alternative, but this group of nurses, of which there were just like several hundred in the country. Um, were you know kind of uh, trailblazing this area uh, for for nurses, and one of the first lessons we needed to learn, and for uh, for caregivers, um, it's the toughest lesson. It's about self care, and it was through our study of self care um, because if we're not taking care of ourselves, to be able to take care of anybody else, any other loved one or friend or um, somebody that you've been charged to take care of. Um, it's a limited time offer if you're not taking care of yourself. And so, um, and one of the first things we were introduced to was meditation. Um, and in particular, mindfulness um, and also guided imitate, uh, um, meditations I found very helpful. And it changed my life. Um, and it changed my way uh, that I was able to, to care for people. Um, and it also like, you know, just opened up all kinds of, of pathways for me. It's been a, an amazing journey. Um, and I am so grateful for it all. Oh, I bet it's been great because just hearing you talk about it, I'm more, even more intrigued in this. And I am so happy that you also brought up taking care of yourself. Um, first, and um, this is something also that we've talked about in several shows. Nancy um, is a caregiver, mm -hmm. and you know one of the biggest things I've learned in my journey is uh, number one that caregivers need to take care of themselves because if they can't take care of themselves, they can't take care of their survivor or their um, partner or child or whoever it is that's having problems. Um, as a survivor. You have to take care of yourself um, with all of this because, uh, and not just, as you said, the physical part, it's the mental part. It's, it's, it's a whole picture. Yeah. And because if you don't do that, you're not complete. Yes. You're not, you, you can't, you also, even though your survivor may have a disability or whatever, you can't take care of yourself. You can't take care of others until you're all in tune. 
I guess is, is another way to put it. Yeah, in tuned or in balance. Um, Thank you. Yes, yes, or centered, um, and you know, um, feeling whole, uh, and that's a much sturdier place from which to do caregiving. Yeah. Uh, actually, quite frankly, anything in life. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, as a parent, that was another thing that I learned years ago that. Um, you know, let the house go. Who cares if it's 100% clean? Go do that scrapbooking. Go get a massage. Go um, out with a friend. Even if it's for a walk for 20, 30 minutes or something, you have to take care of yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. So one of the things that I would suggest to people um, is a little exercise called, um, it's called many different things, but I refer to it as the wheel of life. And so you just have a diagram of a wheel, a circle, um, and then that's divided into all the areas of our lives that need, to, need our attention, whether it be nutrition or whether it be exercise or whether it be um, you know, some kind of, of a spirituality um, and, um, and family and career. And then you think about like the middle of the circle is, um, is the beginning piece. And then you make a mark on each line uh, where you think you are right now in respect to where you'd like to be in each of those areas. And then you connect all those dots and you see what the shape of the wheel is. Um, and if the wheel would even roll <laughs> or, or if it would be a very bumpy ride. <laughs> but that gives you some real insight very quickly into the areas that you have kind of like let go of, let slide. Um, that you can then turn your attention to that to see if you can't make your wheel a little bit smoother, rounder, and, um, and more balanced. Okay. Well, I want to say hello to Nancy because she's been able to join us. So hi, Nancy. Hi. Um, um, and then, so I want to know how you could find a good mindfulness coach. Okay, so that's like, you know, because people are, are all in different locations. First of all, there are associations for this. And so that would be, you know, people who are, um, you know, certified um, in this. Um, and that would be a good, this, um, Daniel's website, I'm sure, has really good resources. Um, and that would, be a, that would be the place to start. Um, but, you know, if, if you're in a little town and you don't have access to a lot, but, you know, there, is, uh, there are some people around, it's just very simple things that I would, um, I would recommend is somebody who has experience and walks their talk, um, you know, lives from, you know, where they are, um, and also doesn't have any agendas other than uh, being able to hold space and support individuals um, in uh, cultivating their own way of getting to, um, to mindfulness and, um, and you're going to get a better outcome. Yes. And that's the, it's, those are the kinds of things I would look at. So um, where are you? What? So I'm, at, I'm outside of Philadelphia. Okay. All right. Um, so how would people find you or, or do you have a website or do you so, have, I do have, I started a website, but it's not actually up and running. Okay. <laughs> but, <All right. laughs> 
but um, if they could contact me through, would it be okay if they, if, uh, if they contacted you through your website? And if somebody has questions for me, if they're in the area, uh, then you could contact me and, give, and put me in touch with them? Okay, we can do that. We can figure out a way to do that or however, and we can talk about that. Um, what makes a good mindfulness coach? What, what is something that I would want to look out for with a, with a person? So again, pretty much what I just said, like, you know, somebody that, uh, that has experience, um, you know, walks their talk uh, and is able to, like, you know, not bring anything to it other than the person's best interest uh, for their best outcome. Um, and just, you know, some people, a lot of people are, are certified um, and that's a good indicator that they are committed to what they are doing um, and, to, uh, and to helping people. Uh, so, you know, those are some of the things that I would, I would look for. I want to start this journey and I contact you. Then do you meet in person or do you do it like we're doing here? Uh, people, we, we can see each other over our Zoom conference, um, but is it in person? So generally it's in person, yes. I'm, a, I'm an in-person person. person. <laughs> and then um, do you meet them at an office where you are or do you go to people because I know some people in these in some instances can't get out as well so my present schedule doesn't allow me to really to chat I used to do that I used to go to people's houses but my present schedule doesn't allow me the um the luxury of time for that um but and generally what people will do is they come to the they generally come to me for reflexology, and it's through that avenue that I introduce things um, like mindfulness um, and, and talk about, you know, what's happening for the, them and, you know, what's manifesting for them um, and just kind of take it from there. It's a very dynamic process, just like we are. So I know that in all the things that we've talked about, um, we, we've talked about a whole lot, actually, um, but what advice or, or what um, is the one thing, or, or maybe two, or maybe there's three, I don't know, um, things that you really want people to know about, um, not just your practice, but um, the, this practice as a whole, um, the mindfulness and everything. Are, is there something that's just particularly close to your heart that you feel that people need to know? Yeah, you know, these are our bodies, these precious vehicles. And we, they, are, they are ours to take care of. And it's our right and responsibility to do so. And I would tell you that I have, see, have seen so many occasions when somebody, it just they get a dire situations, um, you know, takes the, the time and commitment uh, and, and the compassion uh, for themselves and turns their attention, turns their, uh, their focus to themselves. Um, I have seen a lot of things that um, most people would call nothing short of miracles. Um, and so, you know, the potential is just, I think we've only really have begun to scratch the surface of the potential. Um, and I think that as people come to understand, um, you know, integrative medicine and, um, and what it has to offer in combination with conventional medicine um, in, in most cases, um, you know, because they support one another. Like I said, the, the best of the West and the best of the rest. Um, there's so much out there. It's, it's just a, a, a rich um, and very um, rewarding um, 
area. Uh, and so uh, I would, that's what I would say is, you know, do that for yourself because when you do it for yourself, you do it for everybody around you, all those that you love and love you. Yeah, you know, and you mentioned in the very beginning that, you know, you were a nurse. You worked in, in a, I guess, clinical setting of some sort, and you just weren't seeing what you wanted to see in outcomes. And so you started this, or you started um, uh, investigating, I guess would be the word, different things. And you, I guess, came upon this. Do you have a Reiki component in your holistic um, set of tools that you use? Yes, I do. Yes. Fabulous. Fabulous. Yeah. I, I was just asking because I just finished my Reiki Master two weeks ago. Fabulous. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I really enjoy it. It's, it's an honor to be a part of that. Absolutely. So Reiki is, is one of those modalities that has gained some inroads into mm -hmm. conventional medicine. Good. Um, yeah, the hospice unit that I, I've worked on for the last um, four years, uh, we had Reiki volunteers. Um, and it's it just, yeah, it's wonderful. Wonderful. So for those who don't know what it is, can you uh, tell us a little bit about it? Go I'm ahead, gonna, Sue. <laughs> no, I'm going to defer that to you, Nancy, because you just, you just got your certification. Reiki is a method where the person who works with Reiki, you are merely the conduit of bringing light from the universal energy into the body. It is not done by the person. The person who does it is a, cha is a channeler for the energy. And it's a way of bringing light and peace and comfort, I would say, to a lot of people in a lot of different ways. Okay. Yep. And, and again, it has gained a lot of, mm -hmm. of credibility um, and also... Um, yeah, there's a lot of hospitals that, are, that now have Reiki practitioners. Yeah, they cautioned us as to be very careful how we describe it because we cannot claim that we are healers or doctors. Correct, yes. Yeah. Okay. I understand the value. <laughs> yes. Well, and that's true. Um, well, so Nancy, did you have any more questions for her? No, I just wanted to know. This is all very interesting. I liked hearing, and I liked, to hear more and more about holistic practitioners because based upon what I do, I'm a total believer as you can well imagine. Yes. <laughs> that, that's the direction that I think we should go. It's about treating the whole body and not just a symptom. Yes. And when we all move into that, when we look at the whole body from how that person thinks as to what is healthy for them to eat, and how their body functions as an individual and stop trying to medicate a symptom, I think we're going to be much better off in the long run as, as a planet. Yes, I totally agree. Well said. Thank you. Well, I think Sue and Nancy, I think our time is up today. Um, Sue, thank you so much. And I've learned something today. And so I hope I, well, and I think that our listeners really will have um, learned something about this also. Um, and, and if they didn't know about it before, and they do now, hopefully they will uh, take 
some of this in and maybe go look for some of these alternative treatments or for a coach who can um, help them on their journey to find these things. So again, thank you. And maybe we can have you come back again and talk more in depth about different kinds of treatments. I would love that. And uh, uh, because there's so many other things I'm sure that uh, I don't think about uh, as being um, part of this. Well, thank you, Cam. This has been a delight. And, um, you know, any opportunity to talk about things I feel so passionately about, I, <laughs> it's, I'm there. <laughs> and Nancy, oh, it was really very nice to meet you. Yeah, and I would look forward to uh, future conversations. And um, I wish you all well and um, happy summer. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks for being with us. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Hand in Hand Show. We hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to keep the discussion going, please join Stroke Focus, the social media website dedicated to stroke survivors and caregivers. The website address is https colon backslash backslash www.strokefocus.net. Stroke Focus is S T R O K. E-F-O-C-U-S. Stroke Focus is a part of Wohala, which in Mandarin means I have survived. If you wish to be a part of the show or would like to be interviewed as part of the show, please contact us at contact at strokefocus.net.